It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. You're listening to Tuesday Trots Life with Jason Bonington. Hello and welcome back to Trots Life. As mentioned, uh, you'd have to be living under a rock not to realise that it is Breeders' Crown Finals week, and we're building up towards it after the semi-finals on Saturday night. And also, we've had the heats with the Trotters and one man who will be looking to break through for a Group One victory on Saturday night with a little horse called Rockin' with Attitude is D Miles. David Miles, how are you, my friend? Very well, Jase. Very well. Yourself? Uh, not bad. I got you know. There's obviously a bone to pick with you from Saturday night's Trots Vision coverage. Um, you're a colleague and a friend, and somebody who who joins us and uh, creates charismatic. Um, wonderful content, uh, but then to tell us that a horse who ended up running second would be lucky to beat the ambulance home, it just um, it makes it very hard for punters, Malsey. Well, you should know that trotting drivers are the worst tipsters in the world, Dave. You should know that by now. <laughs> so what happened there? I mean, it was things really worked out. It was a great drive, and you got into the perfect spot, but did Matriarch just um, massively exceed your expectations, or did you just not expect to get where you got? Uh, I didn't expect to get where I got, that's for sure. You know, if you had said to me I was going to be leaders back on uh, following uh, following that pony early, uh, so Seraphine, I would have been wrapped. But, uh, you yeah, know, they ran nice and even. There was no – it wasn't a real blistering last quarter. And uh, I, I think it was probably the weaker heat of the two. But in saying that, uh, she did probably run a little bit above us, what we thought she could go, and uh, and got the right trip. So have you got – have you got – before you went into Rocking With Attitude, have you got any sort of um... – you know, reasonable opinion of her going forward? Is she going to be much better in six or 12 months or just a nice uh, uh, professional little pony? Oh, I think she's just a professional little pony. She's uh, She probably just lacks a little bit of high speed. Um, and, you know, the, she just, you know, she got a little bit of everything, but not enough of, of one, you know? So talk to us about rocking with attitude. We don't want to, we're not going to try and mention the war too much, but um, there was a group one not so long ago that, Probably the team felt that Rockin' and with Attitude could have and should have won. You've drawn nicely here. Um, the stars look like they're aligning. We just hope that nothing goes wrong on Saturday night. Yeah, exactly, Jace. Yeah, we just need no bad luck and she'll be super competitive. Um, as she showed at Maryborough, she, uh, she can stick it to them when they, when they want to uh, have a red-hot crack at her. She was, she was brave in the Redwood um, up until you know there was a bit of interference. And the other the other day, Susan is her name's run in the heat was out of this world. You know, to do what she did on that day was was super. Um, but uh, you know, we've got a little bit of advantage over the draw before the the gates open. But once the gates open in the two year old hot race, anything can happen. It's now a relatively um, known environment, I guess, between here and the end of the year, though, isn't it? With all this back ended uh, feature racing that we've got now in Victoria, that you kind of. 
I mean, horses are going to improve a little bit. Some are going to deteriorate after maybe a slightly longer season than others. But you kind of know what you're looking at and, and, and where Rockin' with Attitude sits in the in the melting pot with those other fillies and even with the Colts and Geldings. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a super year, isn't it, for two-year-old cotton fillies. You know, the, the list in that race, you, you, you'd be happy to own half a dozen of them where the, the Colts is just a fraction thinner. The locomotive looks like he's got got the, the wood on those and um, and you know he's been super competitive against the best fillies but he's not by any stretch a lot better than them so um, it's, a, it's been a tough year to have a filly um, and, and those big races are going to get shared around a little bit but uh, I think uh, you know we've got the barrier draw this week to hopefully take advantage of that. Yeah, I'm assuming Jaden Barker will uh, will take the drive again. And is he is his head in the game? Because I, I know after uh, Redwood Day, he was probably thinking that was a missed opportunity um, for a variety of reasons that we won't discuss. But he gets another opportunity, and he'll be um, it'll probably just be a matter of keeping him nice and calm because he'll be wound up thinking, "Well, we missed out last time. I really, really want to win this time." But he does seem to to make the right decisions when he's out there on the track, the kid, doesn't he? He does, yeah. No, these two just, just melded perfectly together. And, uh, you know, he, he hasn't got too many decisions to make this week. It's just a matter of how fast they want to make him go. There's obviously going to be some improvers this week. I thought the two Kiwi fillies will uh, will derive a fair bit of benefit from their heat runs, both Amar Vala and Aroa Kenny. Um, they were both very, very good runs. Um, draw hasn't been kind to Cognardi and Susan the name. Um, and Dichotomy's got the right draw to, to be competitive if you can hold our back. Um, now you've got Matriot as well. Um, Tintin Joe is going into the console. Have you got a couple of others going around in the in the Silver Series? Yeah, we've got probably quite a bunch actually. Princess Di, Tintin Joe, uh, Molly's line will be nominated, uh, even though she didn't go around the heats. Um, and Friday night, uh, we've got Focus Stride in the $60,000 race. He's come down to us, back to us from Sydney. Um, and he's been airborne up there without having any luck. So, uh, really hoping, I haven't seen the fields, but I'm hoping that uh, I think he should draw about three or four. And, uh, yeah, he'll be super competitive in that race, although it'll be super strong. And what about a couple of others that we haven't seen for a while? Where's in, uh, where's Enchanted Stride? Where's, where's the Panthers? Where's a couple of the other good ones? I know you probably don't want to be uh, mixing with uh, ladies and red and the like too often, but we're, when will we, we, we see them next? No, you you won't, Jase. Uh, All done. Uh, put in a... Put a worst run in ever in the first round of the heats of the mayor's race, and we decided to retire. It was a it was a tough day because she was a stable favourite. Um, so she's gone off to stud. Uh, I think she's being served by down by the seaside, and the Pantheist has been sold to the state. So she'll uh, continue her racing over there. So um, the the metro ranks for us have been a little bit thin, but we've uh, we've got a great bunch of babies uh, just at Melton Trials at the moment now with four new two year olds that that haven't raced yet for us. So. Um, you know, the, the future's looking bright. we just got to uh, try and turn a couple of these into uh, more rocking with attitudes or the Panthers. You know, it'd be nice to have uh, some Brutus Crown winners on the way up. Well, can you tell us uh, one of that quartet potentially already that's maybe showing more than the others? Um, we've probably got a little two-year-old cotton filly. She's a little bit risky at the moment called Tumult. Right. Um, that will uh, we'll do it, do yes. Very well named, yeah. um, but uh, when she gets it right later in the year, I think uh, she'll do a good job. And um, a credit to the Queensland Racing System, she'll head up there because she's Q-bred, and uh, they've got some great bonuses up there. So she'll win a race down here in Melbourne and then head to Queensland. 
um, because uh, these uh, breeders' bonus schemes are definitely worth tr- chasing. They're unbelievable. The ones up in Queensland are just um, phenomenal, aren't they? I mean, the, the, we, we, we've got a range in Victoria, a huge, probably the broadest range, but up in up in Queensland, they're just particularly given you know what they have to offer. Overall, Queensland—they're not as big a harness racing state as Victoria, but the 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 breeding schemes are outrageous. They they seem that way. You know, we've got a couple. We were lucky enough that um, Egmont Park donated some service fees to Hurricane King Cole a couple of years ago, and some mares races down here, and we uh, we were lucky enough to get a couple of fillies. So um, as soon as they win their bonuses down here, and then they can head to Queensland. Just in the bonus scheme, if they can win two races, I think it's close to thirty thousand dollars in bonuses. Yeah, that's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, well, I can hear some horses neighing in the background, and they need your attention, Molsey, so we appreciate your time, mate, and particularly good luck uh, this weekend with Rockin' With Attitude, who desperately deserves this win, and hopefully she can get it for you, mate. Thanks, JB. Really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you wear your good shoes this week, mate. I'll be wearing the good shoes. What, 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 yeah, okay. I, I, I need the good shoes. I'll, 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 you know, a little bit of, little bit of colour would be nice, mate, not the boring brown ones. All right, so I'm going to get some pink shoes from uh, David Miles. I'll borrow him off in. There he is, D Miles. I'll see if I can get him. He would have just a range of pastels. Um, so apparently boring brown shoes, no good for me anymore. Uh, yes, great to hear from David Miles. He's, um, he does a magnificent job with his team. Out at the trolls, obviously, a lot of people are. So we're just going to be scratching around looking for as many interviews as we can. And that's going to be the theme right throughout the course of the week. So we're going to be looking for... Um, information on every single one of these Breeders' Crown finals. And then once we've got our first bit of information, it might lead us down to try and find another piece of information. Um, We have got Emma Stewart joining us critically at 12 o'clock. So that might go from 12 to 12.50. I haven't told him yet. But with this many runners uh, going around, they've qualified around, I think, 19 or 20 runners for the Breeders' Crown finals after having... In the pacing semi-finals, 31 go around on semi-final night. Um, but one of the one of the most critical races that we'll be having a look at later is the two-year-old Colts and Geldings final for the Breeders' Crown, sponsored by IRT Australia, school captain versus the Lost Storm versus Captain's Knock. Now, we're going to talk to Brad Hewitt as well. So there's going to be a little bit on the Lost Storm there and a little bit on Captain's Knock because Brad Hewitt's going to join us relatively soon, I believe. And, geez, I'll tell you what, what a magnificent run it was by him on uh, on Saturday night. We spoke about that lead time record being broken in the opening event. And you say it's broken by the Lost Storm, and it is broken by the Lost Storm. He's the one who found the front. But the horse who was burning up to make him work was Captain's Knock, And um, there's still plenty of people, including, as I mentioned from the Friday form panel, our man, the legend Dan Malecki, who is wondering how on earth you could back Captain's Knock each way or place only and not get anything out of the run because it was an enormous performance from Captain's Knock. And what uh, Brad Hewitt wants is uh, a good fight between school captain and the Lost Storm, doesn't want the Lost Storm finding the front and wants to be able to slice through, stay in front of Louis Luai and... I'll tell you what, he's a big winning chance. We'll be talking to Brad about that. But when we get on to Emma Stewart after midday or right on midday, pretty much, as mentioned, we'll be going through all those pacing finals. They've got so many runners. Kafaji, Captain Ravishing's there. Um, they've got um, Amore Vita. Look at the Phillies. Amore Vita in Cypher, Beach Life, Interject, Rich Beauty. 
They've got most of the field, haven't they? Soho Astoria, Talk Time, Petionte. They've got a big uh, hand in the two-year-old Colts and Geldings we've already mentioned there with the Lost Storm being their major chance. And then maybe the best two-year-old filly we've ever seen, Major Delight. Friendly fire from Tempting Tigress. Perfect in pink, drawn white in the front line. Lots to talk about with them and lots to talk about with Brad Hewitt. Joe Pace will be joining us later on as well. So jam-packed edition of Trot's Life here, Tuesday Trot's Life on SEN Track. We'll go to the news now, find out what's happening in the world. And when we return, we'll have a chat with Brad Hewitt. The SEN app is now completely...